Hey guys, Paul here for episode three, the complete personal trainer podcast and this series on nine mistakes I made running a gym. Uh, so yep, we've gone through quite a few of the mistakes that I've made so far and the biggest one that probably most trainers need to take something away from is making sure they clearly define their service offering and also clearly define and operate by their value system. So if your values don't marry up with what you're trying to do, there's going to be conflicts there. You're not going to put as much of an effort in. It's not going to be good for anyone. So those ones are super important. In this one, these ones are more long-term type problems that happened and mistakes that I made that weren't in the initial stages. And the first mistake, which is mistake number seven in the series, is letting things slide. So this one happened with employees more than anything else. Uh, particularly one employee, he would do a lot of good stuff. He was really, really good at a number of tasks in the gym, like fantastic coach, etc. but absolutely useless at anything to do with the actual operations and business side of it. Uh, sales, getting billing details off people, you name it, he sucked at it. And because he was so good at other parts of the job, we would let that slide. Uh, it's okay, he's done so well here, 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 and here. And that was one of the worst things that we could possibly done. Uh, it was kind of like staff did something good. All right, cool, we'll let me get away with something bad. That's not an acceptable way to run a business. And what it showed was a lack of leadership on my part more so than anyone else. Uh, I take a lot more responsibility for this than my business partner uh, at the time because I dealt so much more with the staff. He was much more involved in the sales and marketing coordination and uh, and that part of the business, which is a huge aspect of the business, I deal a lot more with those types of things. So most of the mistakes from that part fall on me, not on him. Of course, he could have been better as a leader, etc. I'm sure everyone who looks back at their time running a business can see like a thousand things that they could have gotten better at. But nevertheless, we're not going to get too much involved in that. But letting things slide was a major issue that we had. And... There was a number of times when staff should have been gotten warnings or been let go of or given clearer expectations, standards, guidelines, and education beforehand that would have stopped a lot of these problems happening. So the thing about your business that you need to be aware of is it's only as strong as the weakest link and your customer's memory and impression of your business is only as good as their worst experience. So that's such a huge takeaway to have. And remember that if your customer experience is really bad in one part of the thing, it's going to stain everything else. So this is why it's so important to be a professional personal trainer and to make sure your business runs effectively. If things do go wrong, simply call the customer, email the customer, text them, get in touch, say, apologize for what's happened and fix that problem. People are so much more impressed by that because what happens, it shows that anything that you let slide or it doesn't go right, that you're human, but you have the humility to fix that problem, which is an awesome thing to do. The eighth problem was not stepping back and working on the business. I spent too much time working in the business. So I, as I said in the third problem, I spent a lot of time coaching on the floor, you know, working with all the clients, etc., etc. Uh, this was a big problem because so often I was so deep in the business, working with clients, I couldn't see problems on the outside manifesting because I was like I was, I was coaching say 12 hours in a day. I didn't have the headspace or the capacity to do, to do that, to actually look outside and go, hey, wait a minute, this is a problem. It was very much a leading factor into letting things slide. It wasn't observing enough. It was too busy being actually deeply involved in that. So 
at this point, they're not stepping back. I know I talk about not hiring too fast, but when you do hire and you do commit to a hire, you do need to step back and you do need to observe that person and try and remove yourself from the day-to-day as much as possible to see if the business can work without you. Uh, if it does, it means you have a business, not a job that you own. So a very important distinction for PTs when they're opening up the gym is it d- doesn't turn into a job that you own. It actually becomes a business that's self-sustaining without you. That being said, people always want to work with you to some extent. You're the person who started it all. You're obviously, or in their opinion, the most knowledgeable and successful coach of the bunch there. So of course they want to work with you, but you want your business to be able to grow if you're not there. If I wasn't there at the gym, things would go haywire very, very quickly. And I couldn't travel or go on holidays without having a ton of issues brought to my attention all the time, which I would have to solve in different time zones in crappy internet areas at a great degree of personal stress. And kind of like I'd get back from the holiday more stressed out than when I left. I'd literally get on the plane, pull into Sydney and turn my phone and just wait for the text messages. And that was probably because... I didn't step back enough and let people let the business run and then solve those problems independently. And the last one, uh, the last problem, <laughs> the last mistake I made was actually investing in things that weren't the core offer. Merchandise, food, protein shakers, towels, all that kind of stuff that people think is really cool. Branded material, people, that people wearing your brand is going to bring money in. Probably not. It's not going to happen. And this is something I discuss with a lot of my students. That they want to start running their own merchandise. They want to have their branding on jumpers and t-shirts and training singlets and towels for their clients and protein shakers. And that, oh, it's awesome. People will wear my stuff around and they'll get me clients. I've never signed up for PT. I've had a few PTs. I've had a fair bit of coaching because of a t-shirt or a, tracks or a um, hoodie that I've seen on the street or a protein shaker. Um, it may increase your awareness in someone's mind when they see that ad on Facebook or whatever, but investing money into merch, food, etc., is such a waste of time in most gym owners' lives. If you can get your business very profitable without doing that, it's probably a smarter thing to do. At that point, where your business is profitable running without you, you can step back and it's still doing okay and things don't go fall apart, then sure, adding merch in is an okay idea, but it's a separate business in itself and that's what a lot of trainers don't remember. It's a separate business, so you need to look at your profit margins there. You need to make the production cost, shipping cost, etc. How you're going to get things across, stock management, item management, etc. It's a lot of work to do, and it's not worth doing unless you can do it properly and you profit from it. So, if your core offering is not defined, it's not running smoothly and flawlessly, and not building itself in a sustainable manner, there's no point adding more complexity to what you do. Food was one that we did. We had our own like heat up at home meals before things like My Muscle Chef and all that stuff came out. We did that a long, long time ago. Portion controlled meals that were pretty, they were pretty awesome. Uh, they were a very unique cooking methodology. Uh, they only need boiling water, which is cool. They didn't use microwaves or anything like that. But my God, managing that was such a nightmare. People would be buying them all the time. So we had to have someone running the desk. That was a cost. Uh, we'd have to charge people. Their card wouldn't work. That was a cost. We had to pay for the supplier. That was a cost food would go bad and we'd have to chuck it out. That was a cost. So doing that added layers and layers of complexity and it was basically a full-time job. And also a lot of the time we didn't actually calculate things properly. So we decided we'd get all our clients protein shakers. 
we had 400 clients, 400 protein shakers, say 10 bucks label on it, that's expensive, but then we needed to get make sure we had protein shakers for the clients we had coming in. We had an average of 100 new clients a month. All right, cool, uh, leads, let's go 50 protein shakers a month, that's 600 a year. Before you know it, you've spent $10,000 on protein shakers for absolutely zero return, it's dead money. So a lot of these types of things, which you know people consider to be cool, and they are kind of cool, like I get it, but they're not gonna help you do it. So remember to focus on your core offer, more so than worrying about cool stuff like that. So guys, thanks for listening to my nine mistakes I made running a gym. There are plenty more. I'll also do a series on nine things I got really, really good at running a gym and things I nailed. And any questions, please let me know on social media. Again, reviews, shares, etc. Everything is appreciated. And I'll speak to you all soon.